Welcome to the Soul of Enterprise, Business in the Knowledge Economy. And we are here, folks, live at IPBC's Ignite 2016 conference, and we are honored. I'm thrilled to have Chris Fudge here, the accountant's business leader at Intuit. Chris, welcome to the Soul of Enterprise. Thanks so much, Ron. It is amazing to be here with you. The the, the man, the myth, the legend. It's, it's so much fun to be here. <laughs> I could say the same thing. <laughs> I don't so, know. So, uh, Chris, we've had a couple dinners together, I think, over, sure. over the years. For uh, sure. And, uh, your background fascinates me because there's a piece of it that I found really interesting. Yeah. Well, so how'd you get where you are? Yeah. Well, it's an interesting story. I, I'm originally from Stephenville, Newfoundland, which is on the west coast of, or sort of the east coast of Canada, the west coast of the island of Newfoundland, actually. Um, and, um, you know, grew up in a very small town. And I went to a um, nice post-secondary in uh, Quebec, Bishop's right. University. And then from there, I, you know, started working in corporate life. I started at Fuji Film, so I have an interesting story oh, wow. about. Uh, an interesting industry, um, and you uh, you talk about industries in transition. It's amazing Kodak. to see what's happened with Kodak and then even Fuji for sure. Uh, just speaks to how you need to be on top of the trends and what's happening in the marketplace. And then from there, I went to uh, Hewlett Packard. I spent ten and a half years there. Did a whole bunch of great roles, whether they're sales or marketing, in both the PC, the personal computer, and the printing side. And um, and so you know, a wealth of experience and a, certainly a great company. Certainly a company in transition as well. And then from there, I've been with uh, Intuit for the last four years, and in a role now where I'm leading the you know sales association or organization and focused primarily on accountants and accountants and bookkeepers. Excellent. And you had some military experience. I there, do. That's right. Yeah. So I was a, I was a guard on Parliament Hill, actually. Uh, if you remember the, the, the gentleman with the big furry hats. Right, uh, right. And stood outside the Governor General's house. I have my basic military training. And it was a great experience, certainly, for me. And uh, taught me a lot of leadership skills that, you know, I still uh, use today. And, um, you know, I think, you know, certainly the, the role that the military plays is extremely important. And certainly the Canadian military in a peacekeeping capacity around the world. So it was um, a great experience, a great learning for me, and also gave me a great appreciation for what those men and women do on a regular basis. Now, do they have a changing of the guard ceremony? They sure do, they do. Yeah. Yes. So starting on Canada Day, which is July 1st, we change the guard. So you either spend time uh, you know, doing that ceremony on a daily basis, and then you also will um, stand outside of the Governor General's house. So much the s- same way you'd see guards outside Buckingham Palace, right. we have a similar guard, um, similar guards outside our Governor General's house in Ottawa across from our prime minister's house, uh, 24 Sussex. And it's interesting because as a guard, you tend to get your picture taken a lot. But sure, sure. So I, I've had so many tourists and multiple combinations of family members take my picture. picture. So Probably uh, trying to get you to smile. Or uh, yeah, oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And so I've... Uh, you know, tend to love to smile, but you learn how not, not to, to. Uh, in that role. And the heat doesn't help, doesn't hurt to, with the not smiling. So it's, <laughs> oh, it's kind awesome. of fun. Um, well, you know, we listened to Scott yesterday, I think, or the day before, do a keynote sure. and, uh, for Intuit. And he was talking about some of the statistics. And um, it just blew my mind. You guys have one and a half million yeah. subscribers on QBO. It's amazing to see the growth. And I mean, you talk about an industry in transformation. And um, when you look at... Uh, the number of small businesses that are coming into the marketplace. It's been led by small businesses. Mm. Um, I think in the accountant space, they're starting to catch up. But today, two out of three small businesses are choosing to be in the cloud versus desktop. And so it's just 
you know, points you to where people want to be. They want the anywhere, anytime access and the freedom that the cloud provides them. They want to work how they want to work. And so we're seeing, you know, small businesses choose where they want to be based on um, what's working for them or right. what will work for them. So it's almost a demand pool for, to some extent from the business yeah. owners themselves. Well, over the last year, we've seen a bit of a shift in terms of the accountant and bookkeeper influence on the marketplace. And originally it started where, you know, in and around um, the majority of people coming to the cloud were because the small business led them. And we're seeing a shift now where the accountant and bookkeeper have played a much bigger uh, part in that equation. And we also recognize that that's really the most important channel for us to ensure that they understand, learn, know how to use the product. Uh, because as we know, small businesses, the key to success is to have a, a bookkeeper or accountant. We know that you know fewer than 50% of them will succeed past five years if they don't get some sort of financial assistance, whether it's a software package or an accountant or bookkeeper. Those are key components to help them there. And so having uh, our relationship with accountants and bookkeepers is critical to make sure they understand how to use and leverage the product to the best of their ability. Right. I, I know the numbers speak for themselves, Chris, and you guys are doing a great job diffusing the cloud, I think, among uh, bookkeepers and accountants. For sure. But, you know, I still hear a lot of resistance from some people. And I'm just curious, what is your strategy to deal with the resistance? The people that just go, oh, that's not for me. It's not secure. You know, I, I have, there's a million reasons. For sure. I mean, there's always, uh, there's a, you know, change is hard. And I think, um, <clears throat> excuse me, even, you know, in particular in the accounting industry, when you've gotten used to doing it a certain way, and it's more than just taking a product and starting to work on it. Now there's a whole new process that you have to go through. And there's a different way that you have to look at your business. Business. You talk about value pricing. There's so many different intricacies. It's easy to say, it's easy for us to say that, uh, of course, you know, anywhere, anytime access. Of course, easy to get data and information, but it's it's hard to do. And right. so for us, the key things that we've been focusing on is how do we make sure people are properly trained? So you have whether it's basic level of training or advanced level of training. And then how do we provide them with mentors, whether they're in the industry, things like, you know, the great work you're doing with the Black Swans. So us helping to enable that with our sponsorship is really, really important. There, there's always going to be a resistance, but I think being there for those when they're ready to make that shift is key. And so how do we support them with business development people in the field, helping them to learn how they can grow their practice in the cloud? And then the training component is, is key. Okay. Over the last year, though, we've really learned that mentorship is really important. And that's, that's more than just training. And a mentor, you know, providing things like you're doing on, uh, for the Black Swans, but also in terms of what applications to use. What is your process going to change? That's more than just, you know, how does the product do debits and credits? Right, and it's right. really critical to success of those accountants and bookkeepers. And so you can slowly begin to nudge them <laughs> yeah, into the future. For sure. But yeah. at the same time, you know, we know that, um, you know, the, the desktop is alive and well and people love it and use it. And we want to make sure that we're supportive of that you know, product and technology. So we, we would never make trade-offs that would disadvantage the desktop because we know that that's, you know, there's a certain audience that will continue to use that over a long period of time. You know, I know from the film uh, industry, there's people still using film. Uh, yeah. And, you know, that's yeah, a number right. of years ago. So it's something that uh, you need to be able to provide the support for those products and then also help people uh, move along uh, as they choose to make that decision to advance. 
What do you, you've got a great perch as the accountant business leader across Canada, and, and you see a lot of changes in the profession, uh, both bookkeeping and accounting. What do you see as the profession's biggest challenges? Well, I think the biggest challenge is knowledge and understanding everything that's happening and being to be able to consume that to make change is really the biggest challenge. So when you think of uh, looking at just the technology itself, so there's so many things happening. Uh, it's, you know, how do I, you know, getting bank feeds in. It's, uh, there's so many new aspects to moving your business to the cloud. And it's not the same as it was. The processes are different than they were in desktop. That's a big challenge. And then you also have to change business models. You think of value pricing. If you're billing by the hour today, in the future, it's going to take you less time to do the same task you did yesterday. And so unless you've changed your model to a value pricing, then you're going to be in a situation where you're going to have to work harder for the dollars that you get. Right. So you, you not only have this paradigm shift of technology, but you also have a business shift of how you present yourself, how you charge, and how you engage with your clients. Because you're going to have to provide that advisory role, whether it's a, you know, a trusted advisor or a trusted strate- strategic advisor, whatever you want to call it, you do have to change that relationship where you're providing value and you're, you're, you're getting paid based on the value you provide. Right. You, you, you know, you mentioned the Black Swan program, and I just want to thank you for supporting oh, that over the years. It's just been awesome. We started one with you guys in, in the U.S., and uh, that kicked off uh, in August in Napa. So we're, we're kind of starting to diffuse it across the U.S. as well. Yeah. Um, we, by the way, I just want to let you know, we have our first Black Swan tattooed oh, Black Swan. Are you serious? Uh, wow. Melissa Mikowski, oh, she's wow. back there. Wow. She got a Black Swan tattoo. I have to see this Black Swan. Wow. Okay. That's and exciting. We, you know, we always talk about if... if the, if your customers tattoo I your know. corporate logo on their body, that means you've, you've got a loyal I, fan base. So. I know, I know. We're, I'm looking forward to those, uh, searching for those Intuit tattoos out there, but uh, the Black Swan tattoo might be a little cooler. Uh, so. and, and, and there's another one that did it too, Lisa Lowry Is from, that right? from last year group. So we got wow. two tattooed swans out there. So. Are you suggesting maybe I should pick up the trend and uh, get myself Well, they're trying to get me tattoo. to do it, but I'm a wimp. But. <laughs> I think you should, Ron. I think you should uh, continue the trend. Um, but, you know, the other thing that, that you guys do at Intuit that I just absolutely love is you're very committed to the concept of the firm of the future. Mm-hmm. Boy, if you would have told me 13 years ago that a book I wrote yeah. with, with 13 years later would have the imprimatur of uh, a company that I truly admire and have been using, by the way, my whole professional career. I still buy your tax programs and your you know QuickBooks awesome. and all that. Um, sure. But can you kind of explain the firm of the future program? Well, I mean, firm of the future is really helping people understand we say firm of the future, but it's really happening today. There's these firms that are already set up where they, you know, they understand technology and being on the internet and the processes that go with that. They understand value pricing and how that enables a new conversation, a new way to engage your customers and provide them with value. And it's leveraging the technology to make yourself that much more efficient. So data in, we're really focused on how do you make the streams of data that much easier so you can provide so much more efficiency in the process and so it's funny you know how fast things are moving but the firm of the future is here that i think we need to almost start stop talking about firm of the future because it feels like you know we're here and uh, i you know we're at the ipbc which has been a great event and you know, everybody's talking about a firm of the future, but the reality is when you ask people how many people in the audience are using QuickBooks online today, 95% of the hands will go up. People are already moving that path and they realize what it takes to be a firm of the future because 
I think the concepts aren't really that challenging. It's the, it's the work to do it. It's easier said right. than done. And so the work to get there uh, is more difficult than others. But those people who are born in the cloud, you know, and, and started their practice on the cloud, they already get it. It's a lot easier for them mm-hmm. sure. for, for, for people to transition their practice to the cloud, a lot more challenging. So uh, it's really important for us to not only educate on what that firm of the future looks like and what are those process flows need to be, but it's also important to help with the steps along the way to get there, which is why we have you know, pro-advisor programs and training programs and mentorship programs. And, and so that's uh, the key area that we're focused on. Right. Um, you know, I'm kind of a, I love studying the idea of technology and how it's going to impact the professions going forward, whether it's artificial intelligence, sure. like Watson, yeah. or, um, you know, deep learning systems, or even communities of practice and communities of users. Um, and I look at all this technology, and, and we know it's going to have an impact on the professions. For sure. It, it's, it could automate some repetitive tasks and displace a lot of things that we currently do. Yeah. Are, are you optimistic or pessimistic with respect to this technology and its impact on the profession? Oh, I think anything that will, I mean, it's coming. I think it's inevitable, Ron. Like, the way technology is improving people's lives and making things easier. You know, if someone had said to me five years ago that I would be able to pay for my coffee at Starbucks by, by, <laughs> with my watch tapping a tap to pay, I would have said, you're out of your mind. Um, and I blow people's minds every day when I pay for, pay for things at a store using my watch. And, and it's not, um, you know, and it's millennials that are seeing me pay with my watch and are, you know, think it's super cool. cool sure. So the technology, when you think of artificial intelligence and, you know, there'll, there'll at some point be a day where it's, hello, QuickBooks, you know, can you update me on my balance sheet? Uh, can you let me know how much money I have in savings? Those days are coming because it just makes people's lives easier and uh, will drive greater efficiencies. And it's what people are expecting. I mean, Siri has Siri and other similar type of interactions have made things that much easier. And so... Uh, it, it will only become more pervasive as the technology improves. There's challenges, of course, with this. I mean, you have to, it's the security of, you know, how if you pick up my phone and ask what my balance is so, and right. they don't recognize that it's not my voice, um, then, we've, then we've got challenges. So there's things that, you know, that it, it has to be very thoughtful of how we progress down this path, but um, it definitely will, wherever there's value, there'll be innovation. And so um, I, you know, I expect we'll continue to see it happening for sure. Right. You know, I, I had the pleasure of visiting your uh, headquarters in Mountain View. And, of course, you have the Scott Cook sure. kitchen table, which I love. It's I think amazing. That's, that's yeah. a great piece Isn't of history. Great? It is yeah. tremendous. But it just dawns on me that, you know, the, the, the folks in Silicon Valley, like your company and mm-hmm. others, they're, they're not ever going to go, okay, we're done. No. Uh, you know, that's no. Good. They're just This stuff just keeps rolling. Yeah. And it's going to roll probably at an increased pace. And, uh, yeah, it's scary. And, yeah, it's got some disruptive abilities. But it's also where the opportunity are, isn't it? That's right. I think you go, you know, uh, you skate to where the puck is, you know, going, not to where the puck is at, right? And so you have to continue to push and move faster. We'd we'd all love the products to be faster, better, quicker. Um, And so, you know, it will never end as long as there's an opportunity to improve or drive efficiency or or where there's demand, you'll continue to invest and uh, to innovate. So, yeah, it's it's a uh, it's really neat to see the progress, but it's also neat to be in an industry that is at the crossroads of where it's being disrupted, and mm-hmm. we're helping disrupt ourselves yes. in many cases. And you think of the desktop 
business, which is a tremendous business for Intuit and will continue to be. But we understand that the future is in the cloud and building a platform that other apps can plug into to make it that much more valuable for customers and small businesses to help them be successful in what they ultimately you know, love to do and make those, their lives easier because they don't want to be doing accounting. They want to be you know, creating and innovating. And so products will continue to come as long as there's opportunity to improve and drive innovation. Right. And, you know, just got to have to ask you, this is uh, how many IPBC conferences have you attended? This is my second IPBC oh, conference. Second, okay. Yeah. So how is that relationship with Intuit and IPBC? How do you see oh, that? Oh, it's great. I think, you know, having an audience with uh, bookkeepers is really, really important. I've talked the other day as well about how bookkeepers, they have such a relationship with their customers. And I think they will also be, they have the opportunity to be at the forefront of the shift to the cloud because they have so much control. The larger firms, it's much more challenging when they think about the task of changing processes and getting IT managers involved. And, but a bookkeeper can un understand the value and they can make that transition much faster. So and when he, in many cases, I see them as having the ability to be leaders in the shift to the cloud. In many cases, they are leading the industry. And IPBC, by having a conference like this, if you see even over the last couple of years, they're growing. They've grown by 25% year over year, which is awesome. And I think that speaks to the fact that people are looking for information. They're also looking for partnership with other people who are doing similar things that they can learn from. So you come to a conference like this, you spend time with other bookkeepers and accounting professionals, you learn what's working for them, and that just makes you better. There's so much camaraderie in this industry. It's there so is. great to see. And an association like this, I think, helps bring that together. And it's a time where they re really need it. Right, right. We always talk about the, you know, the zero-sum mentality versus the attitude of abundance mm -hmm. that, you know, we're sharing among colleagues. We're not competitors. No. There's, there's a lot of work out there. and For sure. I mean, you think about the, you know, non-consumption market of people who are doing their financials on Excel. And, you know, in Canada, there's a massive small business market opportunities, about 2.2 million, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. um, small businesses that if you carve that up over the number of bookkeepers wow. and accountants in Canada, there's a tremendous opportunity that uh, they can all get to and now with the you know the beauty of the cloud is you can be in st john's newfoundland and you can be in victoria and you can do business together and right. you can provide them with ex you know exceptional service where five years ago that would be a lot more challenging really to do yeah. yeah you've really expanded the bookkeeper's geographical base for <laughs> sure yeah. for sure and we see that happening so the you know the opportunities not just you know within a country was global. I mean, you could be anywhere and working on Canadian books. Right, so right. Uh, it's, you know, makes it a lot more fun uh, to be part of. Excellent. Well, Chris, I'll ask you our, uh, our last sidewinder question. Sure. Here, here, who are your heroes or hero and why? Mm. It's interesting. You, um, I, I, you know, talked a little bit about, uh, the skating to where the puck is going and not where the puck has been. I'm a huge hockey fan being a true Canadian and a big Wayne Gretzky Wayne fan. Um, Understandable. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> you know, what's interesting about Gretzky, if you look at some of the stars and up and comers from today, whether it's a Sidney Crosby or, you know, new on the scene, Connor McDavid, you know, Wayne Gretzky, what he brought to the table is he saw the ice like nobody else. I, I've told this story. I've met Wayne's father, Walter. And um, I, I said, you know, Walter, at what point did you know Wayne was going to be great? 
And so he got out a little piece of paper and he drew a hockey net on one side and a hockey net on the other. And then he proceeded to say that he came home from work one night and Wayne was on the floor with his little piece of paper. And he was drawing lines as he was watching the hockey game lying on the floor. And he was going around and around, sort of in circles, and some of the lines would cross. And so Walter said to Wayne, he said, Wayne, what are you doing? And so Wayne looked up and he said, Dad, see where the lines cross? That's where the puck is most of the time. Wayne was seven years old. Wow. And I said, it was, you know, it's unbelievable the way he would see the ice like nobody else. He was five foot 11, 175 pounds, not the biggest, not the, big, not the strongest, yeah, yeah. didn't have the best shot, but he's the best hockey player to ever have played the game. And so he had a, he had a, you know, a, he had a skill and ability to be able to understand where things were going and he could find people that no one else could and so it's sort of an inspiration to see someone at a at that level um and how they separate themselves from everybody else and see things differently and i and i you know, i think drawing the parallels to the accounting industry is we have to think that way you may not be the biggest the fastest the largest firm but you have to figure out a way to to get to the trends ahead of everybody else and so wayne had a unique knack to do that and uh that makes him inspirational for me yeah, no, I totally agree. I love some of his uh, Wayneisms or yeah, whatever. Something you else, go, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah it's, He's the Yogi Berra of, yeah, uh, yeah, of hockey yeah, for sure. Yeah. One of my favorite is you, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. That's which, right, which, which I love. Absolutely. So, yeah. <laughs> well, Chris, this has been great. Thank you so much for all that Intuit does for IPBC, for the Black Swans, for the firm of the future. You guys are awesome. Oh, thank you, and uh, thank you for appearing on the Solo oh, Enterprise. My pleasure. Thanks so much. Thank you. you bet. 